the college experience FCS season preview on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, college football, FCS style, NHL. They got you covered. Just go to betql.com promo code SGP30. That's betql.com promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 different states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's Better Edge, B E T T O R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience FCS season preview spring football season preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And look what I did here. It's it, this is on, you know, it's FCS FCS spring football season. The first time ever, as far as I know. And, uh, I, I know NC Nick, Patty C. We're gonna have them on. We we previewed the uh, we picked our favorite teams in each conference a couple episodes ago, and now you know we're 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 ready to watch Saturday's uh, McNeese at Tarleton State game, the week zero I call it of the FCS season. And over the next week, we th- will then make some projections on who we like in each conference. But you know it's it's different because normally this season is being played during the FBS ranks and I don't have enough time to focus into FCS. Now, have I watched FCS over my life for the 30 years? Yes. Normally the playoffs, occasionally I'll get a couple of regular season games in there. Um, so that that's why I wanted to step out here and say, look, Patty C I know he played at JMU. He knows the CAA uh, NC Nick, you know, he's watched like me. We're growing up. I can remember watching Montana games and uh, you know, the occasional, James Madison or, or uh, Appalachian state when they were in the, uh, the FCS ranks and Georgia Southern as well. But um, I wanted to step out and, and get somebody that, that is qualified to talk about everything. Cause I, th- I feel like I'm qualified to a certain extent. I know some big time players in the FCS ranks, but look, there's so many teams out there. So I wanted to get on a, a guest. So I got, I got Sam Herter. Sam Herter, yes, uh, over at Hero Sports, he's been covering the FCS since uh, 2012. We're going to have him on the show in a little bit here. I just wanted to just make sure we got someone that can definitely t- know the landscape of all these, uh, you know, teams and what who's opting out, who's opting in, 
what's happening. There's four game schedules. There's six game schedules. There's eight game schedules. It's all across the board. Um, but I just want to paint a picture here. As far as I know, the teams that you really need to watch out for, uh, obviously North Dakota state, James Madison. I think those are compelling storylines. I know uh, uh, North Dakota state's breaking in a new quarterback. Cause we know Trey Lance is, is going and we're going to touch on that with Sam, but then you, you, you got, you know, uh, a slew of other stories in, in college football going on in the FCS ranks. North Carolina A and T. They've been a great program. South Dakota State and North Dakota State got a little bit of a rivalry. That should be fun to watch. Um, and and then you got JMU in the CAA. Traditionally, I can remember grow, growing up in the DC area. Richmond was really good. Uh, they kind of fell off a little bit, but uh, still a solid program. I saw them uh, rank just outside the top twenty-five in a few different publications. I believe Athlon was one. But I am excited to see a full season of FCF, FCS football and be able to cover it um, from from a uh, the same angle that I, the same angle and energy and effort that I do in the FBS ranks. So I'm excited to do that and uh, and I'm excited to to really watch this game Saturday and and look. I think the following Friday we get uh, we get a, a couple games and then Saturday and Sundays they're going to be playing games on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. So. Um, I can't wait to cover this for you guys. And I'm really excited. So get ready for game by game previews as much as we can here at the college experience. We're excited. So and the sports gambling podcast, that's another thing. Stay tuned. Mishan and Ryan will be previewing the FCS and uh, all right. So with no further ado, let's, let's get into this, man. I'm going to have my guy, Sam Herter on the show right after I just rattle off some, some ads for you here. I want to tell you that the college experience FCS season preview is brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting. Well, you need to download BetQL. It's the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They got an algorithm that just goes through all these games. It's crazy. Uh, they simulate all this stuff. BetQL is uh, sharp data for college basketball, college football, NBA, NHL, everything you can think of. So if you want an inside edge of who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have tons of sports book offers for your state. Head over, head, head over to the app store right now. Head over to Google play, whatever you, your phone is. Uh, make this thing work. Download BetQL. head to betql.com and enter the promo code SGP 30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 30 at BetQL, And also make sure you check out better than Vegas because the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtags DJs only only care about, which is sports betting. Yes. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Like myself, I'm actually undefeated at making video picks. I think I'm five and zero doing that over at, uh, at better than Vegas. So make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page, sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. And if you're subscribed, you'll get a notification each and every time a new video is posted from any of us over here at the SGPN. So uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And last but not least, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. Yes. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is is that it allows you to bet with no VIG. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. 
Yes, you can play for money in 40 different states. Plus, they are doing a weekly college basketball contest where you can play against me. They're doing a contest Wednesday and Saturday. But every Saturday you can play against the database. And if you if you win, you don't even have to finish number one. If you beat me, you get a share of the, the earnings there. So ten dollars to enter. Each user will start with a balance of a thousand edge coins to wager on the games. A lot of fun. Uh, sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free ten dollar bet. That's better edge, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com promo code SGP. All right, I want to welcome everyone to a new guest to the college experience, but a guy that I am excited to have on the show, big time writer over at HeroSports.com. He's been covering the FCS football since I think 2012. Uh, give it up for Sam Herder. How are you, man? I appreciate you joining the college experience and then coming on to enlighten me and all the listeners on the FCS season. And uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on the show and it's, it's great to talk about uh, FCS. It, it, it's especially great to talk about FCS uh, with, with, you know, listeners that might not be too familiar with the level uh, you know, the subdivision is a, a great level of football, uh, a lot of great players, but it gets lost in the mix usually in the fall when you have Alabama and Ohio state and Clemson playing, and now they kind of get the, the, the spring to themselves. So I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah. And, and I know you, you probably don't know me from nothing here, but uh, I've been a long lobbyer for spring football back from the USFL in the eighties to, I said, why not? We look at Europe and soccer has got uh, you know, so many different leagues. I feel like they almost play year round. And I think, you know, football is America's, you know, number one sport. I understand the baseball history thing, but no football is America's number one sport. And uh, I've always said that they should have spring spring seasons and I was a little uh, let down by seeing that ES. I saw ESPN passed on a potential uh, game of the week from the FCS, and I think they're selling themselves short. I also think uh, I was hoping that the FCS would actually get that deal and then realize that they can really relish in the spring spotlight. But what's your take on uh, on? Because uh, most of these games, I think, are going to be on ESPN Plus, going to be on NBC Sports, a couple other networks. Uh, What's your take on how that shook out? Did you think that they were going to get a deal on ESPN or something like that? I wasn't overly optimistic, honestly, um, just because there are so many. The, the I, I was told that the TV schedule is is, is as packed as ever. Uh, you know, just with, with all the, all the sports going on, and then obviously, you know, March you have you know the you have March Madness, obviously, obviously, but also all of the all the college basketball. Uh, conference tournaments as well. So there just wasn't a whole lot of room. Uh, I know ESPNU is going to have four SWAC uh, games uh, broadcast throughout the season. Uh, there are conferences like the Valley, the Missouri Valley, the OBC, the SOCON, I want to say the Southland too. They've always had a deal with ESPN, but that's on ESPN plus ESPN three, which are streaming options. Uh, ESPN has partnerships with the FCS when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, that's always been, you know, the quarterfinals, semifinals title game always been broadcast either on ESPN, ESPN two. Um, and that's still going to happen, but overall, just, I didn't have a whole lot of expectation regarding, uh, TV, big time TV deals, whether it's ESPN or Fox sports one coming in and, and airing some, some FCS games. I, I wasn't overly optimistic that that was going to happen. 
I think they're selling themselves short because you look at, you know, I, I was one that, that thinks I still currently think the XFL will work out, but uh, that's one where you're starting teams with no history. You know, my, my, my normal co-host that, that is on this show, he's not uh, on obviously on this one, but he is a former James Madison defensive back. And, and he'll, he'll tell you that, I mean, there's been fans, they sell out games, you know, like there's a long lineage of fans at certain universities in the FCS ranks where that's an advantage on what the XFL or the AAF or whatever, whatever you, you know, arena football would have there. Um, I, I just think they're selling themselves short. And I think in today's modern era, especially with the legalization of gambling going across the country um, from state to state, I think they're missing an opportunity. And I also think the FCS, I, I, I saw they already released their fall schedule and I was hoping that perhaps they would stay in spring because it, it's so hard for me I, as a guy that just loves football. I, I want to watch it year round. And I, I truly think the FCS is great football. It's just for me that also covers the FBS. It's, it's just too much. I would even love it. If this, if they went to the fall and just did on Wednesdays and Thursdays or something like that, something like the Mac does. But anyway, I guess we're stuck with, uh, with just one spring season, but now here we are in this thing. We got 35 teams opted out. Last I checked 92 uh, still plan to play. Um, do you expect any other teams to opt out before the season starts? Uh, yeah, I'm less worried. There might be one or two or three here or there, uh, before the season starts. And the first game is it's, it's such a scattered, uh, start or, you know, start there's one FCS game. Uh, so technically this is week one, uh, McNeese plays Tarleton state. There's only one game this weekend. And then next weekend, there's like 25 games, summer Friday, a lot are Saturday. There's like five on Sunday, but not until March is when, you know, every team, every conference is playing. So it's kind of a really tiered starts. Uh, and so I could see some teams leading up to the start of their season opting out, but I don't think it's going to be a ton. I'm more worried about opt outs mid season. Honestly, uh, you know, I can, if a team is, if we get to March, you know, mid March and a team is one and three and they have two starting offensive linemen go down with injuries and their running back room is beat up. And, you know, it's obvious they're not going to make the playoffs, you know, what's stop? And then maybe they have some COVID outbreaks. What's stopping that team from saying, you know what, our guys are getting beat up. Like we're, we're struggling. We don't want to keep on playing in the spring, sacrifice our fall because some of these guys, if they keep on getting injured, won't be able to play in the fall. You know, we're just going to opt out mid season. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, because frankly, that that'll probably piss off a lot of teams within their conference. Uh, if if they opt out, that's going to cost some teams some home games and some ticket revenue and stuff like that. So I hope that doesn't happen often. But I've I've a bigger worry of midseason opt outs than uh, you know a, a ton of opt outs coming before the season starts. Yeah, we just saw it in college basketball. Uh, Howard University essentially waved the white flag on their season. They had some COVID issues and and it sucks to see. Hopefully that doesn't happen in college football. So we're looking at college football. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this because I get to focus on, you know, hundred percent on FCS football. And one of the two big storylines uh, coming into this season. Well, first you have North Dakota state. I feel like what, well, how many championships has it been? Uh, what I think like what eight of nine, I think is that, is it's that been, it's been seven of the last eight, I believe or no, it has been, what happened? <laughs> it has been eight of the last nine. Yeah. Eight of the last nine. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously Trey Lance is a projected, I think I just read this morning. He was projected to be at uh, a seventh pick in the draft in Mel Kuyper's board by the Carolina Panthers. So they're going I, from what I can tell from reading things. And some of that's been your site. Uh, 
Cause I saw they landed a Virginia tech transfer in Quincy Patterson, I believe, but I think they're going Zeb Nolan at Iowa state transfer. Uh, do you, do you expect the bison to just continue to roll again with this, with this new, uh, this new quarterback and losing a top 10 pick? Yeah. You know, I don't think, you know, NDSU probably won't be as dominant. I mean, if they're, if their 2020 fall roster stayed intact, I mean, they played a normal season, you know, Trey Lance stayed put in, in, in 2020 fall and they played a full season. They also had a left tackle Dylan Radins. Uh, he could potentially be another first round pick. So for an FCS school to have two first round picks, that's basically unheard of. And then, you know, Jabril Cox already transferred to LSU um, uh, last fall, but he could be another first rounder. So NDSU just has a ridiculous amount of talent. They're recruiting really well. And so they might not be as dominant as maybe they would have been with a normal looking roster. They still have dudes uh, that are ready to step up and, and play big roles. And Zeb Nolan will be that guy uh, because Quincy played like two or three games for Virginia tech in the fall. Uh, and the NCAA has a, uh, you know, a guideline or whatever you want to call it. That says, if you play in the fall, you can't play in the spring. I know NSU try to get a waiver on that, uh, but I don't think that is, that is going to pass. And so, uh, or get approved. And so it will be Zeb Nolan in the spring. And then Zeb Nolan plans to come back for what would be a sixth season, I believe in the fall of 2021. And he'll battle Quincy for the starting job. But I mean, Zeb Nolan, he transferred from Iowa States uh, at the start of the two of the 2019 fall season. He battled Trey Lance for the starting job. Uh, Trey Lance won that starting job, obviously as a redshirt freshman, uh, pretty understand, pretty understandable looking back at it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what we were. We had no idea Trey Lance was going to be a, a future first round NFL draft pick. Uh, but Zeb, you know, he waited his time. He was a good teammate. Uh, he played and, and started, uh, some games for Iowa State. I know he passed for like 350 yards against Oklahoma, you know, back in what would have been 2017 or, or 2018. And so he's played in big time environments. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, I think he, I, I do think he's ready to go. And, and, you know, NDSU has had a, a great lineage of quarterbacks and uh, you know, I don't think they'll take a huge step back with him. Yeah. I mean, they're a quarterback you, and it's funny, like, uh, you know, I, we watch certain universities on the FBS ranks where they can't produce a quarterback for nothing, but North Dakota <laughs> state's just pumping those guys out, man. So uh, look, I, we got a lot of topics to talk about. I know uh week zero. I, I I'm, I'm labeling this week zero. I know it's week one on, on some websites, but you, we're getting one game on Saturday. McNeese at Tarleton. You touched on it a moment ago. McNeese is currently a two and a half point favorite, but McNeese has had a crazy off season. They had a, a, a hurricane take out the stadium. Uh, and then uh, they, they've lost. They have a new head coach uh, coming in from uh, what uh, Frank Wilson, who was at UTSA and, and big time recruiter at LSU in the less miles era, the, their defensive coordinator just quit on their team. And then at the same time, you got uh, Ed Orgeron's son at quarterback and then Tarleton state, the Texans are breaking into uh, the FCS ranks were formerly D two, where they actually put up, I was looking at their schedule from a season ago. They put up some monstrous numbers. Uh, they, they went, I think 11 and one and had some blowout wins. So, I mean, suddenly I think you know, and, and I'm sure you know this better than me, but am I a fool to think Tarleton's in a good spot here? The game's at home in, in Texas because McNeese had such a disaster with their stadium. I would assume that that's probably how this worked out. Um, uh, I, I see this, I see McNeese favored and I go, well, man, they're breaking in a new defensive coordinator. They're breaking in a, uh, a brand new head coach. 
you know, yes, they have the returning quarterback and, and I know they were decent last year, I think seven and five. Uh, but I would, I just think Tarleton's in a good spot here. Am I crazy? What do you think of this game? No, I think, yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I did my predictions piece and before I started writing it, I was kind of leaning toward uh, picking Tarleton state to win uh, just because McNeese has been, you know, their off season, there's been so many disruptions, uh, you know, first year head coach and then the hurricane hit and, you know, all their players obviously had to leave, leave town and they were scattered across the country. When they came back, they couldn't live in their dorms or their apartments because, uh, because of the hurricane damage. And a lot of them were, were living in hotels. And then just a week ago, uh, they lost their defensive coordinator uh, to an FBS job. Uh, which is, by the way, one of several reasons why a, 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 a spring season every year for the FCS wouldn't work because it would mess with recruiting. Um, you know, it, it would me- it would mess with uh, you know coaching because a lot of coaching, a lot of FCS coaches get poached around this time of year. And um, I mean, Montana State's head coach left like two weeks ago, and you know that could have been bad if if they decided to play uh, in the spring, which Montana state ended up opting out. But, uh, anyways, yeah, I, I was close to picking Tarleton, but then when I dove into it deeper, you know, they're, they did put up huge offensive numbers last year, but their top quarterback, uh, he's gone. Their top running back is gone. Their top receiver, uh, he's gone. Now they do have their backup running back was pretty good last year. They bought it. They brought in a, a transfer. I want to say from Western Kentucky to take over for quarterback. And they also, have a, a transfer wide receiver that was an all American at the D two level. And so, you know, they lose a lot, but they bring in guys to replace them. Uh, I'm just not sure if they can replace them to that level. And plus you have D two athletes going up against division one athletes, you know, McNeese does uh, bring in a decent amount of FBS transfers. And so uh, they, they've also lost a lot of players. They've lost, I think 20 players since Wilson took over as head coach um, just with all the stuff that's been going on in transfers. And so it's really, really hard to know what you're going to get with both teams. I have no idea what, 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 what McNeese is going to look like. I have no idea what, what Tarleton is going to look like. And so we'll, we'll see what happens when they, when they kick off. Yeah. And, and you, you touched on Montana state's coach leaving. And I, I think, I, I mean, I don't know this to be factual. I just made that assumption when I saw they were not going to play the big sky schedule. Um, I just assumed that that, I mean, obviously probably Texas university was offering a ton of money. He might've left anyway, but I thought for the fact that I think they have a very light schedule and they're not playing in conference. I wonder if that had something to do to it. Um, and, and I get your point with the recruiting in the spring. I just think that the, I mean, for me, if the NCAA would open up a thing where you like, let's say you were the backup quarterback at Alabama, the third, fourth string this past year, you couldn't play all, you didn't take one snap. And then, uh, you know, you have an opportunity as a senior to go play in the spring, uh, in the FCS. If it was a yearly thing, I just think it would align very perfectly, but yeah, I get, I, I completely get the point you made makes sense, but, uh, I'm bummed. All right. I, I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to settle for that, that new league with the rock next year. But, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So you're going with McNeese there. I, that's an interest. I can't wait to watch this game. I think ESPN plus I think Fox sports, uh, Southwest is covering it. Um, now we jump to other big time storylines in, in this college football season. And I, I don't know how these teams will project. Uh, Deion Sanders has, has brought in, I think the 85th best recruiting class in the country, which, which charts, you know, I'm talking, including FBS, uh, at Jackson state, he is a guy with zero coaching experience. Obviously he played the game as a hall of famer, but uh, what do you expect from Jackson state this year? I mean, with the sheer talent, you would think they gotta be somewhat 
you know, they, they're not just going to be horrible, but at the same time, you're like, I have, this guy's got no coaching credentials. What, what do you think uh, about Jackson state? Yeah. I mean, his presence has been uh, an immediate impact with Jackson state. And, you know, you can, the, the proof is right there in recruiting, not only in getting some FBS transfers, but they got three or four, uh, four-star recruits, uh, including his son who plays quarterback. They had like eight, three-star recruits. And that's just unheard of. Like even, even the powerhouse, like North Dakota state or James Madison, they'll get, you know, maybe four, three to four, three-star recruits in every recruiting class. And that's considered like, Holy crap. You know, look at these guys coming in and Jackson state got, got a ton of them. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if, you know, they'll, I don't know if Jackson state will become a powerhouse in one year. I think it might take, you know, the spring season and then into the fall where, where these guys, you know, really start meshing well together Uh, because one, obviously all these, all the recruits are going to be young, you know, they're going to be freshmen coming in, but even with their FBS transfers, you know, there's a lot of teams, a lot of programs in the South. Uh, I think of Jackson, uh, Jacksonville State, not not Jackson State, but Jacksonville State, uh, who is uh, a consistently a top team in the FCS. They bring in uh, a lot of FBS transfers every single year, and sometimes things click, and they have a ton of talent, and they just you know they make a deep playoff run. But then other years, they still have a lot of talent, but you know they're bringing in guys from Alabama and Auburn, and you know all from different places, and you know, with a variety of reasons of why they left their FBS team and things just don't click. There's just, you know, no chemistry there. And so it can be hit or miss bringing a lot of transfers, uh, but no doubt it's uh, Deion Sanders being there brings a lot of notoriety. Uh, and we're seeing that right away with, with recruiting. Yeah. And they, they kick off their season next Sunday against, I think Edward waters, which I didn't even know played football, <laughs> but um, that, that yeah. that's another thing though. The FCS ranks is uh, that I do like the scheduling. They're doing some Friday night, then Saturday and Sunday games with the NFL, not playing very smart. I think from a scheduling point of view there. Um, but another one is, is, is former player Ed McCaffrey takes over at Northern Colorado in the big sky, the bears. And, and uh, he brings in his son, Dylan McCaffrey, which was a high recruit from Michigan with uh, I've been following FCS somewhat my whole life. And I know that my, well, I I've known recently Montana state's been good, but I knew Montana was good for a long, long time. Both those teams have opted out on big sky football. I believe Portland state has as well. And you got Eastern Washington, which I think is kind of a blue blood a little bit on the FCS ranks. And, uh, and what Weber state has, has emerged. I feel like in the past decade or two, uh, does Northern Colorado have any shot to compete with those guys in year one? And what do you think of uh, what, what Ed McCaffrey's team could look like uh, come this spring? Yeah. You know, he has a lot of work to do to get that. Uh, you know, that this could be a, a three year project to get things turned around. Northern Colorado has consistently been at the bottom of the big sky. They just never have had, uh, they've had some individual talent, but they just never really had any true depth to compete with the Montana and the Montana States. Uh, it is interesting. They have had good quarterback play. Um, uh, what's Kyle Sloter, I believe Kyle. Yeah. Kyle Sloter. Um, he's had a great career in the NFL as a backup, uh, last year's quarterback, Jacob nip. Um, I'm not sure where he's at now, but I know he did sign an undrafted free agent deal, another quarterback from Northern Colorado. So they've had good quarterback play. And now obviously um, uh, they're bringing in a, a former four-star recruit who could, you know, you would think would step in and, and be that starting quarterback. Uh, but there's just a lot of work to be done, you know, just getting weapons 
just getting weapons on the outside and, and getting good depth on the offensive and defensive lines. Um, obviously McCaffrey is a, a well-known name in that state. And so uh, I think he's also had immediate in- impact in recruiting, uh, not to the level of, of Deion Sanders. They're not bringing in three, four-star recruits, but he is well-known around Colorado. So he can go into, you know, any high school and, and people know who he is and what he's doing. Whereas in the past, it's all right. Northern Colorado's here. Yeah. You know, it's, what are they two and seven right now? Like, I'm eh, not too excited to talk to talk to them, but when McCaffrey walks in, it's, Oh, okay. This guy's, this guy's a legend around the state. And so I think, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever predict Northern Colorado is going to win the big sky in five years, but I do think they can turn into a, maybe a top five, four team. And that's usually good enough uh, to make the playoffs. I just don't think that's going to happen in the first couple of years. I hear you. I hear you. So uh, I just got to ask then, I mean, we're going to, I know I want to talk some uh, and, and let the listener or let, I think your average FCS fan, uh, well, not even FCS fan, your average college football fan, like myself, who has watched, uh, you know, the FCS playoffs every December, you know, Oh, 24 teams make the playoffs, but no, this year it's only 16. Uh, obviously with the, the, the amount of teams that have opted out and then there's uh what, six, so it's 10 division winners and then six uh, at large bids. Essentially. Do you see the, do you think the big sky could get two in? Is that a, is, cause I know they're one of the better conferences, right? You, do you see them as a two team or perhaps three team conference? I, I think with my, maybe Montana, Montana state leaving and what Sacramento state, who, who I think was good too. Uh, uh, is that really hurt their shots at getting two in? You think? I think they'll get two teams overall in. Uh, I think they'll get, you know, my guess would be Weber state gets the auto bid, um, which is basically you're you're the conference champion gets the auto bid. And I'm guessing Eastern Washington, uh, just the way their schedule sets up and they should be pretty strong. They'll probably get in that large bid. Uh, You know, if Montana, Montana States, uh, if they would have stayed in, um, I could see the big sky potentially getting three teams in. Uh, you know, one auto bid and then two at large bids. Um, and with only six at large bids to go around, getting two of those from one conference would be a pretty big deal. Uh, but the big sky has that many top teams where I thought that was possible. But with Sacramento State out, last year's champion, Montana, Montana State out, two top 10 teams, uh, you know, they, those are three really good teams. And so I don't, I can definitely see two teams in. Like I said, Weber State and Eastern Washington. Uh, I don't really see a third team emerging as far as getting into the playoff bracket this spring. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, uh, for the average fan, I guess for the for the for the big time FBS fan that's jumping into the FCS, uh, which I think a lot of our listeners probably are here. Um, what what are what are the main conferences? I think because I think Big Sky. When I think of it, uh, FCS football, I know they've had great success in years past. But what what conferences are the main ones you think they should follow? Uh, if you had give out, I don't know, the top two or three conferences in your opinion that the the lay fan getting into FCS football should follow. Yeah, we call them the Power Three conferences in the FCS. There are three main ones. Uh, the top one in my mind is the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, that's home to North Dakota State, uh, but you also have South Dakota State, who's uh, been a top five program, Northern Iowa and Illinois States. There are teams that routinely make the playoffs and made the quarterfinals last year. Uh, number two, in my opinion, is probably the big sky. Um, you know, I guess maybe they shoot down to number three for the spring, but in a normal year, you know, with Montana, Montana state, Sacramento state, they probably are the second best conference. Um, and then the third would be the CAA, you know, that's home to James Madison, uh, Villanova, Delaware, uh, New Hampshire. Those are blue blood programs in the FCS. So those are, we call them the power three. 
Uh, the next tier don't really like us using power three because they want to be considered a power conferences. Uh, but they're, I, I don't think they're there yet. That's like the Southland, the SoCon, uh, the SoCon used to be a power, but they had teams like app States uh, move up to the FBS, uh, in Georgia Southern, you know, a handful of years ago. Um, but that, that's kind of the second tier is the SoCon OBC in the Southland. All right. I mean, there we go. Uh, we're, we are, uh, getting schooled on FCS college football. So, all right, gun, gun to your head here. Like I said, only 16 teams in the playoffs this year, but Hey, I look, I am a, a heavy, heavy uh, fan of the playoff system at this much, uh, you know, this many teams I've, I've, I've often said 24 32 is what I want in, in FBS. I think four is, is just a, a, like a popularity contest. So uh, you guys do it right on this level. Um, which I love. I love the 10 automatic bids, the six, I mean, this year, 10 automatic bids, six uh, at large bids. Um, what, what's your gun to your head? Give me a, uh, give me a final four projection on, uh, on your FCS playoffs here. Yeah. I mean, you have to start with North Dakota States. Uh, you know, they've won basically every year in the 2010s, except for, uh, you know, one or two seasons. They're the favorite again. So you have to start with North Dakota States. I'd put James Madison there too. Uh, they lost a lot from the 2019 national championship runner up uh, squad, but they, their schedule sets them up to, you know, probably go eight and the regular season. So they'll probably get a high seed. Uh, so, uh, you know, after that, I would probably go with South Dakota States and uh, then Weber States uh, to round out the top four. Um, South Dakota State is closing the gap on NDSU. Uh, and then Weber State has, you know, really grown to be the top team in the big sky. So those would be the four. Uh, that I would project right now to be playing in the semifinals. The Jackrabbits, gotta love the Jackrabbits, man. And uh, look, I, I was—I've always kind of been a fan of Northern Iowa. I've watched them. I guess they've always come up and gave the big guys a uh, a real test in their gritty team. I feel like over the past twenty years, anytime you see them on the schedule uh, against an Iowa, Iowa State or something, you're like, oh, you better watch out, man. They will bite you. Yeah. They will bite you. So uh, yeah, get, I can't wait to to tune into this. Uh, spring FCS season. Now, uh, before, before I leave you here, uh, what do you think? Is there a certain player or two, you know, we got the Heisman in the FBS. Is there a player or two that you can recommend to, to our, our fans that would say, Hey, okay, I want to tune in to watch this quarterback or this running back or this wide out or, you know, just a few players in college football that you or the FCS ranks that you would think this, you got to watch this guy. Yeah. The, the, the one guy that comes right to mind is Eric Berrier. He's the quarterback for Eastern Washington. Uh, you know, I, most of your listeners probably know, but Eastern Washington plays on a red field, uh, kind of yeah. like Boise state plays on a blue field. Eastern Washington's is red. And so that automatically, if you flip that on, um, you know, I think the big sky will play their games on Pluto TV, which is a free uh, streaming app. Basically you can get on Roku or, or wherever, but it's one of those things where you flip on an Eastern Washington game and it kind of catches your eye. Hey, they're, they're playing on some red turf. <laughs> That's interesting. But, it, but if you watch their quarterback, Eric Barrier, uh, I mean, he's absolutely electric, uh, great arm. Uh, he can tuck the ball and, and run, uh, you know, Eastern Washington has had great success uh, sending quarterbacks to the CFL. Uh, you know, some of the best quarterbacks in the CFL have, have come from uh, Eastern Washington and they've had guys like Gage Gubert and, and uh, Vernon Adams uh, that, that have come from uh, Eastern Washington. And I think Barry, uh, you know, certainly has a chance to play professional ball, most likely at the CFL level, but he's, he's really exciting to watch and, and entertaining with how he um, extend play. Well, how he can extend plays. And, you know, sometimes 
he can throw from some unorthodox platforms, you know, just because he's trying to make a play, but, but he gets it done and, and he's a blast to watch. Eastern Washington Eagles. I, they're on, look, I, I caught them live once I was in Missoula and uh, I, I caught Eastern Washington at Missoula. I, I do stand up, and I was doing some stand up in there. So I, on a Saturday caught, and that was a packed game. Great game came out of the final play of the game. And uh, yeah, I mean, Eastern Washington ended up stealing it, but what, what I, I'm excited to check them out. The red turf. Great. Look, as much as people complain about the blue turf or coastal Carolina does the teal. That's how you remember them. When you're, when you're in a school out in the middle of nowhere, you know, I think, or, you know, where there's 130 college football teams in the FBS and then what another hundred something in the uh, FCS. Well, how do you want, how are you going to stand above the rest besides winning? I think it's a smart angle. I, I, I'm curious why more uh, teams don't do that because I think instantly when I see the red turf, I know, Oh, that's Eastern Washington. You know, that's, Oh, and I see the blue turf. That's Boise. So I don't know. I think there's some branding there. But uh, well, I appreciate you hopping on and schooling us on some FCS football. Uh, everyone should give Sam Herder a follow on uh, on Twitter at Sam Herder FCS. I'm telling you, this guy knows his stuff. Uh, HeroSports.com. You got to check it out. They they're covering the sport. Look, the, I, I've been trying to find as much information on FCS football so I can I can give it to the audience. And and this Hero Sports and Sam Herder has been the main source. So you got to make sure you follow this guy. Sam, I appreciate you hopping on. You want to say, uh, any, did I plug everything correctly? Do you want to th- say anything else there? Or how about this national champion? <laughs> uh, man, it, it's, it's the easy answer, uh, but I have to go with North Dakota States again. You know, like I've said, they, they just, they they have so much momentum. Uh, their recruiting is just, you know, off the charts. And so they, while they do lose a lot from the last year's team or from the 2019 team, uh, they've shown year after year that they can lose you know, they can lose a number two overall draft pick and Carson Wentz, you know, and, and come back and, and be just fine. So I have to go with North Dakota States, uh, for, to be the national champion. And, uh, yeah, I think you got all the, the, the proper plugs in there, uh, for, for our coverage with FCS and, you know, always ha- happy to talk about this subdivision and, you know, give this subdivision some, uh, uh, so, some spotlight here, here and there. And so I appreciate you having me on and give me the opportunity to, to, uh, to do that. For sure, man. And my co-host, you know, luckily he's not here as a JMU Duke. He'd say, come on, dude, this yeah. is JMU's year, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you hopping on and guys, you got to come check out FCS football. If you don't know, this is where Kurt Warner, Steve McNair, uh, Doug Williams, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton. I mean, this is a great football subdivision here and it's not what you think. It's not, it's, it's not like going to your, your cousin's little game out, out in the field. This is a good, great football is played on this level. And, uh, Make sure you follow Sam Herder FCS because once you start getting into this FCS season, I think you're going to be addicted and then you're going to end up following Sam and Hero Sports nonstop. Sam, I appreciate you, man. You have a wonderful day and I'd love to get you back on here at some point. Yeah, that sounds great with me. Thank you once again. Thank you, brother. There you go. You heard it from the man himself. Covers FCS football as good as any. Sam Herder, yes, give him a follow. Make sure, and I just can't wait for this FCS season. I mean, right now I got like 10 windows open up on my screen, uh, multiple top 25s. Uh, most of them have North Dakota state uh, Sam's prediction to win it all. I, I it's gotta be something different. Give me something different. All right. Maybe it's Patty sees JMU Dukes. Maybe it's Weber state. Maybe it's Northern Iowa, Kurt Warner and Diedrich Ward's alma mater, but uh, give me something different. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to watch the uh, Missouri Valley. As he mentioned with knowing Northern Iowa, 
South Dakota State and North Dakota State, those three schools in general. And then you add in Youngstown State and some of those other schools, uh, what, Southern Illinois and Illinois State, and you get just really good football. Excited to check out Kennesaw State in the Big South. They run the triple option. You know I'm going to support some triple option. Uh, you got Nichols also in the Southland. They've been good, you know, I feel like for 20 years. Uh, Villanova, you know, you might know Villanova, Bryant Westbrook or Brian Westbrook, the running back, Howie Long. They've kept a good program for, I feel like 40 years. And I'm seeing them in preseason top 10 in the CAA. I think they're the biggest threat to James Madison. Um, I mean, we mentioned the Southland. I'm going to go with Nichols, Nichols, Sam Houston state, a little bit of a battle, maybe Southeast Louisiana, the lions got a good quarterback in Cole Kelly, six, seven, six, seven. That's some BDE right there. And uh, we mentioned the big sky in Eastern Washington. I know uh, Sam talked about how their quarterback play is fantastic. Um, but uh, another one, I mean, we touched a little bit on the CAA, New Hampshire, the wildcats. Uh, they're, they're a team that I think could be interesting to watch in the CAA in uh, the SoCon. You got Furman. I mean, Furman's been, been, I feel like a solid team for a while now. Uh, you got Wofford. I know NC Nick is, is, is claiming Wofford's his team in the SoCon. Um, and we, we touched on Jacksonville state. Who knows what we're going to get from Jacksonville state, North Carolina, a and T you got it. My guy, Terrell Furman. Don't forget about a and T and the Aggies. Trust me. You can't underestimate these guys. Tariq Cohen. He won Sean stack in the money green, $200,000 for Christ's sakes. All right. But uh, yeah, the Aggies watch out for them. Uh, I'm really excited to watch them. I think they're going to be a team. I mean, look, they came into East Carolina when we had Scotty Montgomery as head coach. And by the way, he just got hired by the Colts. So fade the Colts next year. A and T came in and, and just gave it to us. And I think they're a really good team. One to watch in, in the MEAC. I'm telling you uh, other ones, I guess what Ohio Valley, we didn't touch on the governors of Austin P we saw a little bit of them in the FBS season. Uh, I think we saw two or three games. I think they played Cincinnati, perhaps UAB. I think it was uh, Albany. The great Danes. Got a great quarterback and Jeff Undercuffler, guy, forty-one touchdown passes last year for a freshman. Yeah, we, I, th- I think we need to watch the Great Danes. All right, putting up some, putting up some Mahomes-like numbers, some some Manning, Brady-like numbers that all you people love. Uh, you got in the Big South. You got Monmouth. How can you not like Monmouth? Kenji Bahar at quarterback and Pete uh, Guerrero. You got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch Monmouth. We, me and Patty C talked about the blue hens. They've had a rich program. Yeah. They're coming off a five and seven season in the CAA, but rich Gannon, Joe Flacco, this team's been, been really good over the past 30 years. I remember as a kid watching the blue hens. So maybe they have something to say we, and we get to make fun of JMU. If they ever lose each week, we get to shit on Patty C. So that's why you should be turning into FCS football. We can bet this all season long guys. I'm excited. Can't wait to watch it all. Um, so make sure you subscribe. We're going to bring this to you weekly. Me, Sean and Ryan on the, on the sports gambling podcast show as as well as on the college experience. Come on. So what do you got going this spring? Nothing. All right. It's COVID. You're sitting at home. You know, uh, you probably watched every episode of uh, Sopranos five times over. Now you're sick of your wife. You're sick of your kids. You, you, you're betting on fucking, you know, cricket, probably it's Korean baseball. You're betting on all, anything you can find. So you, look, we got football. We're saving the day with football. So get over here, check it out. And uh, 
Yeah, we're gonna have, we got you covered on the sports gambling podcast and the college experience. So make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. Football rules the day. All right, guys. Um, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe because uh, we handicap every single Division One college basketball and college football game. Been doing it for four plus years. Yes, me, Patty C, and NC Nick, and we've been over 500 picking every game each season. Look, that's not as a collective, but yes, as a collective, that would still be true. But each college basketball season, picking every game against the spread, me, Patty C, and NC Nick have been over 500. Each college football season as well. We've also been way over 500 on our locks, and we give you all of that for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com on a spreadsheet. I, I mean, one year in, you're thinking, okay, the, the idiots got lucky. But no, f- four years in, maybe the idiots know a thing or two about a thing or two. And that will translate over to FCS football. Well, I'm actually curious to see how we'll do on the FCS ranks, uh, but I'm sure we'll do good. So make sure you just get on board, check it out. Um, if you're a first time, um, you know, an, an, another thing is that look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. So if you can uh, get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some kind things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. Oftentimes sponsors say that's a big deal when regarding, you know, going into business with somebody, they want to see fans engaged talking about the product they're about to invest in. So get over there, give us a five-star review. And uh, perhaps then we, we give you we, some sponsor out there gives me a couple thousand dollars to talk about it. And then next thing you know, I'm giving you more breakdowns. All right. Coming to you live from Moscow, Idaho or something like that. You know what I mean? I'll go all across the nation covering this sport. All right. Um, so please, if you can get over there, do that. And then next thing you know, you'll be winning more bets and then your wife will like you more. Start having kids. There'll be a glean and glisten about you. You know, your parents will love you more. Just and by the way, rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. Just read a great piece about him uh, by his former uh, player Felix Wright, who played for the uh, the Cleveland Browns. I put that on my Twitter at the Colby D. Check it out. But yes, give us that five star review. Take a screenshot. Tag me at the Colby D. If you leave that five star review, take a screenshot of that because I will send you a College Experience T-shirt. How about that? All right, kindness for kindness. All right. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give them all a follow. And uh, don't forget to follow, follow my guy, Sam Herter FCS. God right there knows the sport as good as any hero sports, right at Sam Herter FCS. You want to check him out. Uh, I assure you he's a good guy and he knows this stuff. So uh, yeah, do all that. Check out the sports gambling podcast on Twitter at the SGP network. Got you covered for all this college basketball March madness heating up. We're giving you episodes every day all across the landscape of sports gambling podcast. Uh, So yes, do all that. Check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right. This is the college experience FCS season preview. Can't wait to bring you more of this and how we're probably going to give you a season preview part two with Patty C and NC Nick, but you better start thinking about yours in the meantime. And we out.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.